Latinos Out Loud podcast. Okay, you guys, this is the part of the show where we interview someone amazing. I use the adjective every darn week, every darn episode, but that's because I mean it. That's because the guests are amazing and they come on here and talk about the amazingness. And I have been waiting to interview this person for a very long time off of the strength of her incredible career, incredible personality. And I nerded out and started listening to other interviews that she's done. And she's just an incredible human being. You guys put your hands together wherever you are for the talented actress Isabella Gomez <laughs> hello hello thank you for having me hi Isabella is this is so great so I gotta tell the LOLeros whom mm. our there are hive we have a LOL hive Love we call it. them the LOLeros so mm. we were at me Too offices in LA a few weeks ago mm. and then the weather world turned upside down and it was like the blizzard of 23 Girl. in the hills of Los Angeles. So we were supposed to interview you, but then we were fearing for your life. We Girl, were like, too. <laughs> we, please tell us how, what, what was happening in your world? Because we got to laugh about it now that everybody's all right. We can laugh about it. Here's the thing. I'm, I grew up in Florida, so I'm very used to rain. I'm very comfortable driving in rain. And so it, it had been raining and I had gotten like flash flood warnings on my phone. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just LA being LA. And then I get on the road and it's like, I have maybe five feet visibility in front of me oh and everything God. is underwater. And I was like, oh no, this is not great. I don't know about this. So I call my manager and I'm like, hey, um, do you think we could do this on Zoom? And he's like, are you okay? Turn around, turn around. Just don't, don't be in trouble. <laughs> So I'm from New York. I feel you on that at Florida tip, right? We get the flash flood warning. We're like, eh, I got to get to Sephora and buy my foundation. I'm just going to bring a good umbrella. I'll bring the totes umbrella and not the one I bought in front of the bodega. Okay. So, cause that's going to fall apart. But like we weather the storm literally. Like Mm -hmm. I'm in New York. I I have my Tim's on. I'm like, yo, but the interviews were canceling left and right. And I'm just like, hold on. I'm seeing a pattern, a weather pattern and a personality pattern here. This Mm -hmm. is behavioral. This is LA (laughs) shut down when it rains is that the truth because i don't live there what happens does shut down when it rains the thing is our freaking infrastructure is so bad so our highways just flood and the thing is i'm not afraid of rain but i am afraid of la drivers la Ah. drivers don't understand how to like compute and adjust for the rain so then it's just like crash after crash it gets it gets insane so people tend to lock it down when it rains here (laughs) Wow. Well, here's one thing you can do while it rains. While it rains, you can listen to your favorite podcast, which I know, Eloeleros, is probably Latinos Out Loud. I get it. (laughs) But there's another one out right now, which I'm sure you're very proud of, Isabella, and that's La Cabina Telefonica. Okay? (laughs) Brought to you by Studio Ochenta, who we love. Shout out to Lori and a Spotify original. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to nerd out with you right now because I also had the pleasure of being a voice in this show. I play the most non-Latina character, Anastasia, (laughs) which made my, like, dad, who's like, you know, Blanquito, American, Jewish, Russian, was like, oh, I'm very proud of you, Rachel. You're playing somebody non-Latina for once. (laughs) 
But first of all, the podcast is so wonderful. If you guys haven't heard it yet and you play a main character alongside Fanny Lou. So tell us about your ex- your experience with La Cabina Telefónica. Oh my God. It was so fun. It was so cool. I never, it's so funny. I never really get to act in Spanish. And when I do, it's always like, you, you the character doesn't speak it well. So... <laughs> doing this even though my character still didn't speak it very well having other people be able to be speaking in Spanish and and being in that world was so cool and the production company was um, a lot of Colombians a lot of people the team involved was Colombian and so it was so specific to us and it felt so authentic and I think sometimes in Hollywood when people write Latinos it feels very generic and we really lose specificity and we lose um all of the like little things that make it relatable and make it interesting and make it layered. And for this, it was so clearly Colombians writing about Colombians. And it was so clear that they had a point of view and it was so fun. I loved it. We shot it really quickly. I like yeah. shot all of my episodes in a day. We just like sat in a booth and went for it. And I had a blast. So you're young, you're 25. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so did you even know about this like, 80s and 90s thing that like people would call the motherland call colombia la república dominicana from these like phone booths in queens i'm not even sure if it was a nationwide thing but that must have been something new for you too because of you like understanding where you are the who what when where why of your character mm-hmm. well actually i i grew up in colombia and when i was growing up we used pay phones a lot on the street mm-hmm. so it wasn't like Galinas, and we weren't going to a place to call into like another country, but a payphone was very much normal. And so it was kind of easy to relate to that. And then, of course, once we moved to the States, we didn't do payphones. We did, um, you know, little cards. Oh, calling cards. Yes. (laughs) Calling cards. Oh, my God. I had a boyfriend in high school. My mother was like, how much money are you going to spend calling Junito in Santo Domingo with the calling card? (laughs) I was working in a supermarket making $4.25 an hour and spending all my money to call my boyfriend in Dominican Republic. Yes, I know about the calling cards. Tonta. (laughs) Tonta. You were passionate. You were a hopeless romantic. I love it for you. Todavía. Sigo así. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Sidebar. <laughs> so you were used to this. So you were somewhat familiar with calling abroad and calling back home or calling mm. the states and payphone. Yeah, payphone was the thing. Even yeah. in New York, like I said, I had to call Junito that summer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, where is he now? I have no idea. Um, but shout out to all the first loves out there. That was my first love. Yeah. Oh, first loves, man. They stick with you. They do. <laughs> so now we talked about my first love. Is your first love acting? Because I want to segue into, I, I love segueing. I'm like such a segue nerd. Segway. So do I. <laughs> I appreciate a good segue. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like, you know, boast about my segue skills, but you know <laughs> what I mean? So is your first love, because I heard you recently on a podcast say that your love for being on set is like nothing else. Like mm-hmm. you belong on set. You come to life on set. Yeah. Is I would definitely say love? that uh, acting is my first love and and my my most steady love, I feel like. It, it's Ooh. Yeah, it's very interesting. I think, especially as women, we grow up with this fantasy of what romantic love is supposed to be and, and this, like the princesses and the Disney whatever. But I think for me, I found so much love, not only in my platonic relationships, but and the things that I get to do with myself that make me love me more and that make me feel connected to me. 
and acting has just been, I mean, I've been doing it now for 20 years. So my entire life. Um, and Since it's, you were five. Yeah. I started when I was six. Um, and, uh, it's, it's where I'm my calmest. It's where I'm my most focused. It's where I'm my sharpest. It's where I feel my best and my kindest and my most able to interact with humans, my most confident. And so, you know, people always say like, in romantic partnerships like oh they bring out the best in each other and I think we should look that in all of our connections and for me acting definitely brings out the best in me that is so lovely you're a very eloquent speaker I I mean (laughs) thank you you just you really put words together nicely um I know it's such a like general statement but you know uh I'll I'll take it my dad says I'm like a radio so I'll take that Oh, that's so funny. I call my littlest son Benji Boombox because he's a boombox and the boombox. But I'm like, look at his mom. The manzana, the tree, the apple doesn't fall far. So what? And I'm I like, can't. dad, look at you. Where do you think I learned to be able to monologue? Is that your dad? Wait, so mom's a veterinarian. Dad's yes. a lawyer. Oh, and dad gives big speeches and such. Oh, yeah. tell me about that before we get into more entertainment questioning. So what did you get from your parents? It sounds oh my like. God. Talk to me. My parents are so cool. So my dad hasn't been practicing law since we moved to the States, but he's an incredible lawyer. And now he's my business manager. So he like does all my contracts and stuff, which is amazing. But he is so smart. So like the life of the party, such a big personality for my dad. I definitely got like being unashamed and fully myself. Um, I I can be a lot and it definitely comes from him. <laughs> and then my Love mom it. is like the perfect student. Like she had me when she was 19 and she went to college while I was a newborn and was top of her class, valedictorian, like incredible, incredible work ethic, very responsible and I in school was definitely that way. Like my parents always say they never had to tell me to do homework because I would just do it like I on it it from when I was very young. So I I do really well with um, getting grades. (laughs) I love, you know, getting an A in whatever I'm doing. So you must be really good with scripts. Are you off book pretty quick? How's your like your memorization? You must be a really yeah. good student. Talk to me about I, that. A my little. brain, um, especially if it's well written, it's it's really incredible to see like how things shift based on who writes things. Um, and I will say I have a little bit of a bad habit in that I'm never really word perfect. I usually like to take the ideas and translate them into how I would say them or how it would come out of my mouth more comfortably so that it feels more natural but um I just was on a set where they're word perfect and that proved to be a little bit harder for me Ooh, <laughs> it was like, interesting this is crazy, this is crazy. but if it's well written I can usually pick up a scene in like two or three runs which is pretty good um, it's also a lot of like sitcom training. Like when we do multicams, uh, we do alts in front of an audience. And so you have to just kind of learn how to pick up stuff Quick. on the fly. Boom. And when I did head of the class, we didn't have an audience, but Bill Lawrence, who is incredible and was one of our incredible leaders at head of the class, is runs things his own way. And so sometimes we would shoot a scene and then he'd be like, great. I rewrote the scene while you were doing it. Let's do it again. (laughs) And it would be a completely new scene and you just have to pick it up and and shoot. And so I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at picking up words, thankfully. (laughs) Well, that's really interesting. I love when we talk to 
actors and like students of the craft on this show because we get granular i hope you don't mind if we ask these questions on like tactics and techniques because i know there's people out there like i myself i'm listening i'm like yes and i know there's Mm -hmm. others that are gonna absorb this information real well and there are those of us that struggle on the Mm -hmm. other side of that spectrum there are those people that are it's just it's hard you know like you want to always paraphrase and improv and Mm -hmm. and rewrite your own script but like is there any advice on how to be how to get off book so quickly is there an is there a method in your head that you use is it repetition do you write it down is it osmosis do you do a voice (laughs) note like what what's your like on the ground method for that I recently within the last couple years uh have a new way that I do things that have single-handedly changed the way that I approach acting and it is incredible so it's two apps I use in tandem literally I have my, my iPad on me I never not have it because um, it's my lifeline now. I use, um, they're called Scriptation. And where's the other one? Oh, I'm looking for it. And Cold Read. Scriptation and the Cold Read app. The Cold Read app, you can input your whole scene. And then it does it either by keyword or by silence or by tap where basically it'll just run scenes with you. So I learn best by repetition out loud. If I'm in my head and then I try to go out, like it's different muscles in your brain, I think, when you're like memorizing in your head and when you're memorizing out loud. So I will take my iPad and just run scenes over and over. And that's the best way. And then it's funny that you say osmosis because I do do, (laughs) um, I'll do, I'll read a scene right before bed. And as soon as I wake up, if I really like, if it's one I'm having trouble with. And when you're in that state, your brain absorbs and it might be placebo, but you know what? I'll you never this. know. Try yeah. it. Do it. I did everything to get pregnant. Slept on my legs upside down, drank beets <laughs> every day, placeboed it up. I did everything. Botella de embarazo from Santo Domingo, shots of molasses. <laughs> I'm telling you, girl, please. Wow. That is fascinating. Thank you for sharing your tips. You got really granular, like domino sugar and shit. Yo, but that's what people are going to get here on Latinos Out Loud. We want each other to win. I love when people share secrets because they're not really secrets. They're They're just the... There, it's the way to success that we all want to succeed here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to talk more about Isabella Gomez's success. Okay. Oh this okay. is so incredible. Okay. You must have learned so much talking about living like a princess. You got to like live like a princess with Royal Rendezvous. Uh, <laughs> you also represented for a lot of us did not know any of that etiquette. So thank you, Kat, <laughs> for showing us some of that curtsy stuff that like, you know, we really should know. But what was it like working as a Latina on this show? This is an incredible like unity or union of cultures here. Ireland. It was so cool. Ireland. So the way that the the movie came to me was really cool too. Like the cat originally wasn't Colombian. And once they cast me, the writers took such care to like get on a Zoom with me and learn about my life, learn about my background and splash things in there like cat has a line about her uncle having an arepa factory and that's from my life my uncle had an arepa factory yeah all the cousins would go and learn how to make arepas <laughs> um so she did such a beautiful job of writing a script that already made so much sense that it was so easy for the rest of us because just like you said, like for me, I'm like, I don't know how to curtsy. I literally, we sat at the tea table and I was like, okay, so it's 
it's outward to in, right? Is it left under the right or right under the left? And literally, how how low does the toto have to go? Like, how does that work? (laughs) Girl, I don't even know. But what's cool is Kat didn't know. And so I never really had to learn. And so a lot of a lot of the banter and like the the chemistry that we had on that set was really based off me being like, guys, I have no idea what you're talking about. And for the most part, I couldn't even tell what they were talking about because an Irish accent is so hard to understand. And a lot of our crew was like either based in London or based in Ireland. So it was like a mishmash of all these accents. They sounded so beautiful. Mm. Um, but it was it was pretty easy to like step into that role and Kat, I, I like to think is a version of me. Um, and I I really loved playing her. She was so much fun. I love it. You strike me as having like gatita, like gata vibes, cat <laughs> vibes, meow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like based on this character, and, and we'll talk about some of the other stuff you're working on, like the Goldbergs, which is so great. Um, <laughs> this character that you're playing and Carmen, like how does it feel to you? to be able to also represent for your your culture at the mm. same time that you're doing your job. I don't think everybody could say that they could do that. I don't think everybody could show up to work and be like, La Colombiana está aquí, bandeja paisa for lunch. Like, you know what I'm saying? What does it feel like? I don't think the people who work at the DMV are like showing up and be like, what's up? I'm Colombian. Who's next in line? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's really cool. It feels, you know, I obviously, my first big job was one day at a time when I was playing a Cuban and that was so much fun. I think that really taught me how much we are similar rather than different. I think Latinos have a a tendency to want to separate ourselves and and into categories and into like this country and that country. But playing a Cuban um, felt so at home for me. And and I love Caribbeans. I grew up in Orlando. So like Cubans, like the whole nine. Um, And so, but then getting to, to go into a Colombian character was so special and and getting to have input and you know my my character on head of the class was Colombian too because of me and I think Colombia is having a little bit of a moment right now I think Encanto really like pushed us let's go let's go everybody and thank god because we were tired of the fucking stories about Pablo Escobar and you know it, it was enough it was enough of that story and so getting to play a Colombian that's like I've now gotten to play two and like one is or three now with um, La Cabina Telefonica. So it's like, they're, they're, they're so cool. It's so cool to get to represent your country the way that you see it. Um, and being Colombian with the reputation that we sometimes have, it's so funny whenever I like tell people I'm Colombian that are a little bit more ignorant about the country that they're like, oh, is it, it do you go back often? Is it safe? Is it like, <laughs> are you good? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> are you good? Colombia is <laughs> the most wonderful place you could be. The people are the best. The food is the best. Like, it's just such a lovely, lovely group of people. And so to get to portray us in a way that you know, with Alicia on head of the class, she's a teacher and she's super smart. She like went to an Ivy League school with Kat. She's an entrepreneur. She like has her own life together. She built herself from the ground up with Rosie having like being young and still following her dreams and figuring out like being really headstrong and, and having ambition and having her own point of view. It's it's like the Colombians that I know. And it's like my family and, and the people that I love. And not only the Colombians, but the Latinos that I know. 
And so it is such an honor and it is not lost on me. What a, what a cool thing it is that I get to do it. Lovely. Well, like keep representing. It's obvious. It looks (laughs) like you're having fun. Um, So I want to say congratulations on landing Carmen on the Goldbergs. People, the Goldbergs, uh, like you verbalized it somewhere, an institution that's already in place. Mm-hmm. And now you get to add the layer of Isabella Gomez yeah. as if we couldn't think the show would get any better. <laughs> it is. So talk to us about Carmen and working on the Goldbergs. Oh my God. You're going to regret asking me that because I could rant about the Goldbergs forever. They... I'll just go on mute. Go ahead. Take over the show. <laughs> take over your show. <laughs> The Goldbergs are just, they're so, so incredible. It is such an amazing group of people. What's really cool is, um, so 10 years ago, my first character role was Christina on uh, El Rey's, oh my God, Matador. Mm -hmm. And I was 15 years old. It was my first job on TV. And that same crew has done the Goldbergs for 10 years. No way. so when I walked in, they were like, Isabella? <laughs> like, oh my God. Like these people have watched me grow up quite literally and have watched, you know, me become an artist and, and all of this. So I for one felt so at home. For two, usually when you know they they just wrapped at 10 seasons. And usually when a show's that successful, it is not uncommon that the vibes might be a little off or that the cast might be a little bit on an ego trip or that whatever you know like that's that can be the vibe sometimes these people the (laughs) kindest people in hollywood the most welcoming open arms just so lovely so willing to collaborate to make you feel comfortable to make you feel at home it was it was such a treat and then just getting to play with everybody i mean Wendy is an icon. I think it's a crime that she didn't get nominated for an Emmy. Uh-huh. She that show works because of her. The way mm-hmm. that she holds that show on her back is so impressive. Um, Sean, who plays Adam, my love interest, is just the sweetest soul you've ever met. He is so pure. They really broke the mold when they made him. Oh, so this is so sweet. He's fantastic. <laughs> I I love him and I felt so comfortable um playing with him. You know, sometimes being a love interest is is weird. Um <laughs> and like it can be very awkward and just because you have chemistry with people does not mean that you particularly get along. And so him it was just so easy. Coming to set was such a freaking joy and like some days we would have 14, 15 hour days and him and I would just goof around and laugh and and spend time together and play cards and talk shit. And I feel so lucky to have been a part of that show. That's really lovely. Wow. Um, ah, this is going so well. If I could just express an inner thought outside. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to also talk about one day at a time. Yeah. I, I mean, we we fell in love with you on one day at a time, you did so much for the culture through a character. I would love to hear about, this is a show with longevity. This mm-hmm. is a show, 46 episodes, uh, still taken too soon. If you ask me, you know what I mean? We're all like, <laughs> give us more, but t- talk to us about you growing up. You grew up on one day at a time. My God, one day at a time changed my life. Like no exaggeration, no anything. 
and as a job, of course, getting your first series regular will always shift the way that your career goes. But I was so lucky to land on this show and be so changed as a person and and so taught and shepherded and and have so many people be so patient with me and so willing and able to take me under their wings. And it was just the most incredible group of people. I mean, Norman Lear, Rita Moreno, Justina Machado, Gloria Calderon Kellett, Mike Royce, like Todd Grinnell, Stephen Tabalowski, Marcelli, just legends on legends on legends. And there was something so magical about that show from the beginning. Um, We remember, we talk about it all the time, going in for our first table read and the executives at Sony being like, this cast feels like they've been together for years. These people feel like a family. And we were like, we already do. Like, we feel like family. I was talking to Gloria a couple of days ago. Like, we are each other's home. That's how Latinos do it, Sony. Exactly. Okay, just so you know, we meet each other <laughs> once. And then it's like, ven pa la casa pa cocinar. I'm going to make a sancocho. Come over. Exactly. I mean, Gloria has us at her house all the time. Justina and I would, like, sometimes have sleepovers at her house. And then we would all carpool to work together. I it love was it. Incredible. We um, are familial. And we've had Gloria on the show before. Isn't so she I the, love- best? the best? The best. Simply the best. The yes. best. There is no bigger champion than her too like that woman even like post being on her show make sure I'm okay like she gave me a role in her new show with love like she is a ride or die but one day at a time was it was one of a kind it was one in a million there's just like to this day when we were doing it of course we like all knew it was special and I think especially like the the crew and the cast that had worked more Marcel and I, it was her first big job. And so we were like, oh yeah, like this is great, but it's great because it's Hollywood, baby. Like we made it. (laughs) This is the dream. Of course, this is how it is. And now having worked in other sets and all of that, it's like one day at a time was just lightning in a bottle. And it was the universe bringing everybody together to make such a fantastic show. And it was so cool and and the things that we got to do like I always talk about this but like I got to lobby congress because I was on one day at a time and and I got to become so politically involved and and um it's just it made us all grow so much and learn so much we would have all these discussions so we would do table reads and of course like Norman Lear sitcoms we had very interesting heavy taboo topics and a lot of the times once we like did the initial table read for the suits and for everybody the cast and the director would sit down in the living room set and just talk about the episode and and have like our own version of the Alvarez family conversation where like of course Rita's of a different generation so for example the pronouns she was like I don't understand somebody explain this to me and so we would sit with her and teach her that or like with stuff like um, some of the slurs for Latinos, Marcel and I were less familiar with. It, it, it just wasn't that way. And so Rita would tell us about her experience and and growing wow. up in Hollywood and opening doors for us as Latinos in Hollywood. And it was just so, every single day was like a pinch me, this can't be real. We're going to be talking about this for the rest of our lives kind of day. And we do. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> That is amazing. And you brought it up earlier. I want to shout out Gloria Calderon Kellett for also Mm -hmm. what she does for the industry. She's on her Twitter feed all the time saying, Mm -hmm. ask me any question you want. Go ahead. 
Yeah. Uh, she's putting videos out on YouTube, the how to's, yeah. the how to maneuver, taking what she's learned and sharing it kind of like what you're doing right now on Latinos out loud. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Now I know you want to live uh, one day at a time and continue the name. I thought we could play a fun game okay. called one way at a time with Isabella Gomez. Yes, people, it is time to play a game and we're going to do one way at a time with Isabella Gomez, which is where we learn how Isabella Gomez does stuff. That's it. It's just your way of doing stuff. Okay, question number one. Are you ready? Yes. What is your way to escape? How does Isabella Gomez escape? Is it reading? Is it Netflix? Is it mountain climbing? Is it hiking? Is it goldfish? Ooh, um, I have a few. Um, Rock climbing, actually. I got into rock climbing a year ago. I freaking highly recommend it for anybody. Literally, it is such a good way. It's, It's mind, it's body, it's spirit, it's all of it. It's fantastic. It will change your life. Trust me. You need good um, shoes, though, I assume, right? You can't be, like, in your Oh, tackles. you have to get climbing shoes. Okay. You gotta get okay. climbing shoes. Um, I got my first pair from Batora, and they're still kicking, and they're great, and they are they do the job. Um, I also love taking a bath. I am very, like, <laughs> I love the a salt. bath journal moment. Like, yeah, put a little, like, binaural beats, a little incense, journal a little bit. Um... And honestly, working out, which younger me would be so pissed <laughs> that people were right. <laughs> I just, I, oh my God, the anger I felt when I realized that people were right about working out. And by working out though, I mean like just moving your body in whatever way brings you joy. There's a, a YouTuber that I used to watch that called it joyful movement. Like she never did anything that she didn't want to do. It's just figuring out a way to release endorphins and um, freaking, yeah, get yourself kicking and, and feel good. That sounds so. really good. I was just traveling and I could not have a joyful movement and it was really hard. I had no movements at all until I came back to New York and had some good old Cafe Bucelo. Anyway, it's not about me. Next question. Okay. Uh, how does Isabella Gomez shop? What is your way of shopping? Are you in the stores? Are you online? Is somebody doing it for you? Does your mom, does your dad, or do you not shop? Do you just wear yoga pants and sweatshirts all day? I do. But you got to shop for that too. So what, yeah. what's your way of shopping? My way of shopping um, is like, I usually am only in like sweatpants, sweatsets. Um, it's my dad's worst nightmare. <laughs> He's always like, why do you dress like this? Why, why can't you just put yourself together? Like a true Colombian man. Like my parents are the kind of people that like will fly in jeans. And I'm like, what are you doing? I love it. No, no. Um, but I will basically do like every like year or two I'm like, oh, all of my stuff has holes in it now. And then I'll go <laughs> and do a shop. Big overhaul. Like it's a An giant. Overhaul, get some new pieces in and then um, go again. And and then if I have to do something for like work where I need to look like a human, then I'll go. Or um, whenever I can, I'll, I'll get a stylist that will help me with that because I have no fashion sense. I will just walk into American Eagle and buy whatever's on the mannequin and leave. Like that's... That's good. Wow. Well, that's interesting. I love it. We're getting to know you deep. Wow. Okay. Next, let's move along with this game because I'm loving it. You having a good time, audience? Yeah. Okay. That was them. Okay. So what is your, 
what is your way of reading like ebook or an actual you know page yeah. book or and, and what was the last book you read ooh um i'm trying to get back into reading i used to devour books as a child and it's gotten harder um i love an audiobook i'm in the car a lot especially like um when i was filming one day at a time it was like a an hour and a half two hour commute each way and so i love an audiobook if you're in a big city or a place where you have to drive a lot it is a great way to get your reading in and if not i like a physical book and i'm an annotator i want to i want a dog ear i want to freaking highlight i want to write in the margins i think a book that's like left clean is a book that's left unread Oh, so. put that on a t-shirt, yeah, or a bookmark. It would work on a bookmark. Yes. Just, you know. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen many bookmarks out there. You know, they used to give them out like left and right. Let's bring yeah. that shit back. We no. need to bring bookmarks back. Okay, next question and this is like the last question. What Isabella Gomez? What is your way of living as a Latina out loud? <laughs> My way of living as a Latina out loud is being unapologetically myself even if it makes people uncomfortable and making sure that I am the best version of myself every day which I've recently this is a, a new thing that um therapy's great everybody should be in therapy it is it's um, wonderful yeah <laughs> applause applause so checking um, in with mental health awareness right there yes, yes. um my therapist uh says this thing where like you can just be your best every day, but your best will look different every day. So your expectation can't be of you being at 100% all the time. But if you're doing the best that you can that day, then that's all you can do. And that's what you should be doing. And so I try to be the best version of myself every day, give Latinos a good name. If I am lucky and fortunate enough to be in a position where people look up to me, and um, use me as an example of Latinidad that I'm going to make damn sure that I'm a good example of it. And but also, you know, not trying to cater to Americans and, and blending into what they think a Latino should be. Well said. I'm going to just leave a pause real, real quick on that. Let that let that marinate be yeah. like a good glaze on the jamon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let it marinate. Let it sizzle. You know, <laughs> exactly. Isabella Gomez, I want to thank you for coming on Latinos Out Loud. I want to thank you for always repping hard for us. What you're doing is not easy and you're doing it so gracefully and we support you and may all the best things happen along your road. You're so talented and quite lovely. And thank right you back so at you. you. What you're doing isn't easy either. Thank you for giving us a platform and a place to have these conversations. Thank you. I just want everyone to hear our stories and how colorful and vibrant mm -hmm. and how loyal and passionate. Do you hear the passion in my voice, people? We have so much to share and we're welcoming. We're not like, nah, you're not invited. Nah, you can't come in. Everybody come bring your bowl and get some goddamn sancocho. There's a sopao, sancocho, pernil. Enough for everyone. Exactly. So what you're doing is just, it's immense. It's really moving mountains. Just want you to know that. Maybe at the end of the day, sometimes we just have to like reflect on that. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, I did a podcast episode today. Huh, I changed a few diapers. Huh, I brought my kids to school. Huh, I read them a book this morning. Today I was the mystery reader at school. Oh. You know, it was great. But I'm like, at the end of the day, yeah, I did do, 
I did do magic today. I'm wearing a shirt. This is magical, people. And because that you are. I may have moved the needle like a slight bit, a percentage of a degree, but I moved that goddamn needle. We are all moving our own needles. So kudos to you. Thanks for coming on the show, boo. This was so fun. 